when I was young and playful, my family lived on a farm. My mother and father worked in the city, and I had a grandfather there who was quite ill. He often sat alone and ignored, motionless in his squeaky wheelchair. He isn't all there, my mother used to say. My sister and I would play with him, singing songs and hopping like Indians in a circle around the old man. Sometimes we'd give him a wooden spoon and he'd jab at the air with it. I'd laugh and my sister liked to screech, happy that he was contributing to our glee. Living in the country as a kid, there isn't much to do. You become a natural explorer though, getting into places you shouldn't be or playing with things you shouldn't touch. On my sister's seventh birthday, it was a sunny, late summer afternoon when we roamed into the cellar. She and I were trying to find spiders. Instead, we found a satchel with some old rusty knives. We banged them like swords, but carefully. The birthday duel, I shouted. I told her I'd sneak them upstairs and we could play with them again later. Soon after, our mother was calling us for the cake, so of course we rushed toward the sound. Upstairs, my father asked me to find the dog and bring him in. I left the satchel of knives on the table near the kitchen counter. I remember hearing my sister screeching, so I knew she was playing with Grandpa. I was gone for a little while, trying to catch Duke. It was respectfully quiet near the fields and up towards the big hill, right before the tree started. When I stopped moving, Duke found me, so we raced each other back to the house. That old shepherd hound was faster than me, so he got there first. He ran up to my father who was slowly rolling Grandpa outside the house. The old man was hunched over and lame, like he always was, but his right hand was covered with a red-stained sink cloth. When I heard the wailing from inside the house, my heart sank, lower and scarier than it ever had before, even more than when I fell off my bike down the big hill. I stood in the doorway of the porch, frozen by fear. A terrible accident. On the floor lay my sister's body, covered in blood like the swine my dad would butcher. My mother made sounds I'd never heard before, like the world was dying. As I stood in the doorway, solemn and despairing, I heard the faint squeal of a wheelchair. The sun was just setting. I looked over my shoulder and saw Grandpa. He stood up and walked into the barn. Oh, here I go kill him again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Grandpa killed the daughter. 
Yeah, on, I guess that, on purpose. That's the scary. On purpose. Well, that's the scary hook to the story that I was going for. Oh, I didn't. Because uh, get it, he's. So the idea is that he's like this sick, like senile, right? In a, yeah, and he's in a wheelchair, right? And then at the end, he just gets up and walks into the barn. So maybe he's not as lost or gone. Oh, as you see, think I he thought. Is. See, to me, it was like his mind was just that gone. Like the wheelchair is just there because I didn't know he was. I figured, oh, he's not that kind of disabled. He just that's just help move him around the house, and you know, if he needed to get him places, it's easier that way. I didn't realize he was faking it. That's yeah. That's the that's what I was going for. Was that's the whole point of saying or, the ending? I kind of thought that the the because otherwise he used to be like a killer, right, in his prime, and the the knives they were old and rusty and stained. Yeah. So and they found it in the barn, and so that that tripped his you know that that neural pathway in his I mind, guess... and it reinvigorated that that <laughs> killer instinct inside of him that he long forgot this is what interests me about um scary when people like uh, with other writers when they do like their scary stories or their movies or whatever mm. um is how things will be interpreted and that's the, that to well, me that's is actually art the, that's the fun thing about art is how people are going to interpret yeah. what they see i have a very unpopular opinion about art and artists in that artists are the least important part of the art no, I would agree with you. I would agree with you on that. Because I think, I th- I think yeah. the viewer has more agency about the, the art itself, or let that be with horror or whatever, um, than the actual creator. Because the creator has his own interpretation of what he did. But to the viewer, he doesn't know what the interpretation of the creator is. No, that's true. I, I completely agree. I think um, I think you see that. You see that everywhere, but it's maybe the most stark when it comes to music, because I feel like oh yeah, so how people interpret lyrics. yeah <laughs> how they interpret a song, meaning you know, um, like uh, like Bruce Springsteen, right? And everybody's always singing like "Born in the USA," but it's actually an anti-American song. Is it really? Yeah, and it always was. So that's what, and I I remember finding that out like I don't know many years ago, maybe like twenty years ago, mm. and I was never like a bruce springsteen fan really but i always thought oh that's a cool song like yeah born in the usa like really yeah, got it, me happy it's, it's got a it was, good hook it's got a jingle to it's got a good hook and then i never really listened to the lyrics and someone on a radio show like 20 years ago in the late 90s i was listening to they they made that argument i said come on so i started looking around and we didn't of course have the internet then so mm-hmm. i was looking on the internet on my old ass computer and sure enough i started reading the lyrics i don't remember them all anymore but right it's an extremely anti-american song wow <laughs> yeah but anyway, so don't listen to "Born in the USA" on Fourth of July. Is what you're telling me? I mean, I guess again, it comes to your in that case. Yeah, you're maybe saying, it's about all, your interpretation. Maybe, maybe you want to hate America. I don't. <laughs> or but. if I only listen to the chorus, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we live in scary times, so it's it's been like Halloween all year. I don't know. It's yeah, yeah, we're living in a <laughs> pandemic. It's amazing. Uh, well, I mean, amazing might not be the right word for most people, but you know. I came down out of lockdown pretty fortunate. I was on workman's comp the whole time. So I I didn't have to worry about my income. And I just got to spend my time how I wanted to and how I deemed it to be necessary. And that was the best. That's the worst thing about it is and, that you, you enjoyed it. Yeah, I had my freedom. I finally had yeah. my free freedom. <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite costume when you were a kid? 
Oh, I wasn't allowed to do Halloween. What? Why? Because it's Satan's day. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's what, yeah. like ultra-religious upbringing or something? Yeah, or I wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter either because she like did real research on uh, Wiccanry and stuff like that. So I no wasn't kidding. able to watch that. Lord of the Rings is okay. Uh, Narnia was fine. You know, Jesus allegory. Just no witches, no Satan. Well, it's because it was about... It was actually like, you know, she did real research into like Wiccan lore and stuff like that. Who's, so. Who are we talking about? For uh, Harry Potter. Oh, uh, J.K. Rowling? Yeah, the, oh. the the writer. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so she, like her research is like all the symbols. And I thought you were talking about your mother. Like she no, went no, deep no, into no, researching. No, well, I'll those, prove it to him. No, this is my 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 father's uh, I don't know, decree ruling decision. Oh, okay. It was more on him who he didn't really, he didn't like that kind of stuff being influenced for me. So you guys never told scary stories like my shitty one? Around the campfire, or you, uh, I don't. Not as a family, we didn't. No. Huh? Yeah. So what did you do on Halloween then, when everybody else was? Well, one time we went to Lino's, which was a really awesome rest- Italian restaurant in uh, uh, what's it called in Rockford, so Rockford, Illinois. <laughs> um, yeah. So we didn't really. There was a few years, you know, because like I was homeschooled for three years. So during that time, I don't think we did anything. But when I was and at school before then. Uh, up until the third grade, you know, I dressed as different things. What do you mean in school? You went to in costumes that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. So you so did it wasn't it, it wasn't like a, a a hard no. You know, it's just like oh, let's not do this kind of thing. So if it was avoidable, we my I think my parents avoided it. But if it was like um, for the social aspect, I think they still allowed it. You know, just not at home. No decorations on the front door. Or the lawn. oh no, we never did decorations. Even not not outside. We never did decorations even for Christmas. Um, not for a re- religious reason. I think that was a poor reason mm-hmm. because we just didn't have the money. You know, I have to say though, as much as I like, you know, seeing the decorations that people do for Halloween or Christmas around mm-hmm. their house. For me, I always like the real sort of. I don't know what the proper word is, but like home homely like comforting feeling of just a plain you know a clean plain house mm-hmm. exterior with a window a large window just showing like a christmas tree or okay something yeah like that's that. a very it's simple. a very uh apple pie American it's very christmas apple Eve, yeah right you know? right it's yeah. a folgers commercial i know it but, really is but <laughs> i like that I, as a kid i thought that was something about that was more genuine maybe and also it's not showy it's not showy, yeah. Like yeah. it's like inside, people are celebrating, and you're like, "Oh, that's nice." Yeah. But I do like the showy as well because it's so well done. Sometimes, yeah, like, it's really extravagant. It to, yeah, it's you know, extravagant. It, right. It is, it is fun to watch. It's a it's a nice little thing. I love it when like a whole neighborhood gets involved with that too. And oh you my! Drive down oh. streets and like the lines of side by side. We lived in Wonder Lake for part of my childhood in Wonder Lake, Illinois. And at that time, it was like population, I think, 1,100. Mm-hmm. You know, there was one gas station. The guy who owned it was also the mechanic. There was one general store, and the, the people there were – that it was also your source of – it was like a mini library. It had movies. So it was like also your family video or your blockbuster. Yeah. Like everything was at that general store, right? So that And that was just our little town surrounded by forests and, and farm fields. And – everybody's house was decorated. It was like a village. Like you knew most of the people, you knew all yeah. your neighbors and everybody decorated. And Halloween was like crazy. It was like, it was like out of like a eighties movie or even like a stranger things episode. Like all the kids running around yeah. on Halloween. Like it was literally like that. I feel like it used to get darker as well when I was younger. <laughs> what do you mean dark? What? Well, like, like 
you know, the sun was down earlier. I don't know. Well, or or trick or treating or trick or no, 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 no. When I was a kid, opposed to now, like when trick or treating happened, maybe that like they just they don't do trick or treating at dark anymore, and they only do that during the daylights now. Yes, that has changed for sure. Kids used to be out all night. It feels like, or you know, who knows what my all night was when I was ten. You know, my parents used to just. They would just, my mother, my dad didn't give a shit. My mother was the one that cared the most. I mean, as far as our safety was concerned. And she would just argue with us to be home at a certain time. Mm. And we, and she was trying to be clever, but we were just as clever because she would keep setting the curfew earlier because she knew we'd be home later. Oh, yeah. But we're like, no, we, we, last year was 10 p.m. and this year it's 9 p.m. Yeah, we'll see you at midnight like last year. (laughs) But we, I mean, yeah, we would stay out. I mean, especially, well, let's put it this way. We stayed out late trick-or-treating when we didn't have chaperones anymore because we reached a certain age, like around 12 years old, I think it was, okay. where my our parents would just let us go because they knew right. we'd be in, with groups of friends and they knew the friends and they knew their parents, so they felt safe for us to be in a group together. They felt we'd be safe for that. And this way. is the small town that you were saying? Yeah, this yeah. is in Wonder Lake. So we'd be, we'd be, we knew all every street and it's not a big town right yeah and if an adult saw you messing around they're gonna tell your mom people did things back then and yeah. the people would just discipline you directly they're not like i'm gonna call your mom they'll chase you off their property with a rake if they have to <laughs> and they people you know people were just more i don't know proactive i'm sure it's still like that many places but um not in the city at least but people don't really trick or, or kids don't really trick or treat like they used to in the city, and I'm referring to Chicago. Mm-hmm. But even when I was a kid, when I was like between one and eight years old, and we were living in Chicago, I remember going into uh, apartment buildings. I remember the coolest one was uh, this couple that was, um, they didn't have any children, but they were young. They were a young couple. They didn't have any children yet, and they loved kids, and they loved Halloween. So they had a second-story apartment across from my grandmother's house where we lived at the time. And they decorated it like a mini haunted house, starting from the hallway and going all through their apartment. Oh, wow. And they would invite, because we, as kids, we used to go with our parents into apartment buildings to get that damn candy. Like, we wanted <laughs> that shit. You yeah, know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. We'd, we'd go back out. I remember filling up, we'd fill up our, our uh, pillowcases, which yeah. we literally used, or any bag we had. And we'd fill that shit up and go back out and get well, more candy. I feel like an apartment building is like your best like time spent like to get candy, right? Like time versus candy accumulation like cost evaluation yeah it's, it's like, efficient that's for like sure. that's the most efficient way to get all your candy is because like it's door 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 you know it's not you don't have to walk across the yard to another door you don't have to cross no streets it's all there and you just got levels so it was like that no it was totally like that and also back then and i'm talking back in like the 80s into like the early 90s it was you didn't I felt I remember as we got older it seemed like people would only bother people with Halloween decorations and they they'd skip the houses that were dark or not decorated. Mm. We hit every house. We didn't care if all the lights <laughs> were off. We knocked on that door. And many and most of the time people were actually handing out candy. They just oh, didn't have decorations or a light. Well, yeah, or a light, but that was rare then too with people not having decorations. You would see usually at least a pumpkin carved or Yeah. You know what I mean? My uh my my grandparents would buy us pumpkins to carve because we didn't have the the expense for that either to for carving pumpkins back in the back in the nineties when pumpkins were twenty dollars a pop. 
I don't know how much they oh were. Oh my god! That's just what they. That's just what my golden that's pumpkin. What my, that's what my childhood mind thought they were. <laughs> yeah, they were really expensive. Yeah, we used to get them for free in uh, grade school. Really? The teacher, the teacher spent her own money to buy. Every oh, teacher that's did awesome. it too. Like, like a whole pumpkin? No, like, I like mean a... every student got a pumpkin. Like a not like not like a full size like dinner you know dinner like dinner mat size pumpkin or okay, something but like you the, could carry home as okay. a kid. Oh, that's still nice. So the teacher would buy every every student in the class a pumpkin because we had a lot of poor kids in our class out mm. in the country, right? Yeah. So they didn't want anybody to be left out. So they'd buy each of us a pumpkin and then they'd let us carve it and they'd give us the tools in class. And so we got a pumpkin with the candle. Oh, so to cool. bring back home. Yeah. So that, I thought that was always very cool. That's awesome. Oh, I loved. I mean, Halloween. In my heart, Halloween is still my favorite holiday. See, I love Halloween now because everything's like macabre. Everything, every store you go to, you can get like skulls, you can get like gory stuff. It's all fun. I see. I like that aesthetic. That aesthetic yeah. is just, just, I don't know. It's pretty. It's beautiful. It, it's <laughs> it's beautiful, but it's like grim and dark at the same time. It's yeah. like a balance of yeah. I, like I don't that. know. Maybe it's like how the, like life. Well, I wonder. I wonder if it's like that. Uh, that cognitive distance. It's like when you when you're on a ledge and you get that feeling of like you want to jump, but you know, so you don't really want to jump. You just get that like. It's like your body and your mind is a can't can't comprehend. That's a really strange comparison, and actually, I don't know what you're comparing right now. So, what like that versus like, well, why why is the dark things beautiful? You know, why is the macabre beautiful in its own way? Is it is it that cognitive distance where it's like you don't really understand well, death and that on that on that levels? But so it's like the art of of dead things can can be become beautiful through that measure. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's that deep. Wow, I, I I've thought about. I've had Listen, I've had thoughts like that too, but I've been listening to a lot of Dr. Jordan Peterson <laughs> recently, and a little bit of Alan Watts. Yeah, that's so, that was some my, serious uh... Alan Watts right there. <laughs> I think I think it might be. It, I don't know. Maybe it's simpler than that. I th you know I think that we just like to understand things. Our brains like we like to know why, right? Mm. I thought about especially when I was writing that story earlier. Is what's scary to me? What, what's scary to me is. Is the lack of why, the lack of a motive, right? Why did the grandfather kill his own granddaughter so viciously? Mm -hmm. Why did he pretend to be more ill than he is, you know? Or is he more? Like you said, your interpretation's open, right? Yeah. So it's like, well, what scares me in, in those kinds of stories is not knowing why. the end, Or especially ending that way. But it's throughout the story, not knowing why, without becoming frustrating. That's like the key, right? If you, if you drag on a mystery too long, it just becomes frustrating and annoying. And you'll give yeah, up on it. You you'll just bored. stop caring. So I yeah. don't care anymore. Yeah. So... Um, but that's to me... That's what's scary to me. Like, I, when, I, when I watch slasher films, like, you know, that's just weird fun it's just violence yeah. it's and i don't and i don't think it, it's not fun because i that i think that'd be cool to see in real life of course it'd be horrid no you know? no absolutely because it's i get that too it's like i love super gore films yeah. like and i love like just like yeah macabre things like that like in art but i don't want to glorify death in like a way that is in real life you know like killing is obviously wrong you're right. harming you know not just one person but that Everyone that person's connected to you are harming. You know, it's like you, you, you're like it's true malevolence. Like that's evil. Like, that's just like that's what's like messed up. It's like, but like in film and, and art, like it's it's a way to explore that avenue without actually having any real re repercussions, I guess. And you can still like prepare your mind 
Yeah, it's an exercise in it's an exercise of fantasy. Yeah, you know, and, and to to take extremes, I think is what you're saying, and I agree with. What was your favorite costume that you got to have? Oh, I mean, a vampire. Oh yeah, I mean, and it wasn't always. It wasn't necessarily like Dracula, even though I loved, I loved as a kid, and I still do. I I like that. The black cape with the cowl and the in the red interior, that sort of velvety right. appearance. It's just um it reminds me of like how people used to dress I don't know, I guess it would be like eighteenth century like socialites, you mm-hmm. know? They have the you know, a man would be in that all black suit and then have that black cape, which is kinda cool. Yeah, right a top hat, you know. Yeah, no, I mean not the top hat, <laughs> but um you know, I, I love vampires. I still every now and then do a vampire. I <laughs> I used to even have like the vampire fangs that you formed to your to your oh, jawline. Oh wow, those are expensive. I had them all throughout the year. I used to keep them in my car just to spook people and shit. <laughs> yeah, that was very weird. Walking home from the bar, see a girl like, oh, I'm gonna scare the crap out of her. I, I've <laughs> done stuff like that. Yeah, no, I have done that. I'm. It's always amazed me thinking back to some of the weird pranks I've pulled. Why I didn't get slapped or punched <laughs> or thrown? You know. But, yeah. Um, my favorite one that I've ever seen you have was your Beetlejuice. Like it was movie quality. Thanks, man. And that was awesome. That was a lot of fun. I put a lot of effort into that too. Like I, the makeup and uh, the hair and everything. Yeah, I would say my favorite that I've ever done is maybe maybe Lobo. My Lobo was pretty fun. Your Lobo looked really cool. Yeah. Um, my favorite you did was the one where you looked like. Uh, Oh, my like, Mojo Jojo? I don't the, know the who green, Mojo Jojo is. Yes. I don't yeah. know what a Mojo Jojo is, but you remind me of David Lopin, and I think you <laughs> should. That's what you should do, is pull off a really good David Lopin. Yeah, I probably... I, I could do that, you know. Um, maybe not this year. I don't have the stuff for it, because it's it's a week away, or it's the end of it's this week. days right? away, yeah. Um. So, and there's nothing going on, you know, as there's nothing to dress up for. You know, I'm looking for that. I, you know, it's. I just got back from the Southwest, and out there, it's like life didn't miss a beat. You know, especially with like all this pandemic stuff. Yeah. Whereas here in Illinois, everybody is just on edge and living in fear, and there's so much <laughs> arguing and, and separation. It's really like dystopian. It's. I mean, even the even places I used to hang out at, like you know, bars and restaurants, they're either empty, gone, or there's like a weird vibe to it you know or in some places like um not trade i don't know if it's trader not trader joe's um there's a bar downtown i'm sorry i forget the name i used to be a regular there they do karaoke but they're they've literally like lined made like shower curtain clear plastic walls between tables and Ooh. i mean it's so unattractive and i okay i they're playing by the rules or playing safe, yeah, just, you know, whatever just they so believe. so they can stay open so they can get their revenue. I can't. I'm not going to judge them, yeah. but it, it has put me off from going there. Yeah. I, I actually really like going into places without a mask. <laughs> it brings, I don't know. I it, would, yeah. it makes me feel like I'm taking control of my own life and, like, you know, the situation around me. And if I'm asked to put on a mask, I definitely will. Well, it's Halloween now, so everybody should be wearing a mask. <laughs> I mean, I mean, shouldn't that be allowed? Can I should be able to put on like a Deadpool hoodie? That would count as a mask, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. As long as your nose and mouth is covered, right? That's all so, that they care about. Well, you know, I, I, uh, I would look very sad if I put on my Deadpool costume this year. But you're in shape, so if you want to borrow it, it's oh, all yours. Man. Oh, thanks, thanks. <laughs> 
Yeah, I've been working you can out do a Deadpool, lot this dude. Year. Yeah, maybe I could get a more suit going. You know, I'll 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 give you the costume. Okay, and then you can just be weird as yeah. Your as you Bob Ross it. Deadpool was really cool. That too. was one of my favorite costumes. That was really do. funny. It was so fun, and we went to. Um, we hit a bunch of like bars and clubs that night. So mm-hmm. it was, I mean, I was soaked in sweat, but it was so fun. Oh, it was hot underneath all that. Well, like the, no, but I was just dan- moving. I, moving yeah. I danced like a, an insane, like a maniac, and you like are a, you're already a sweat a lot. Yes, <laughs> kind of guy. Yes, I am. A Cal- calisthenics alone will get you going. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, but it was fun. It was. I remember <laughs> we went to um. We went to this nightclub. It's like a, it's mostly like a, a dance nightclub, right? Mm-hmm. I, I used to go actually salsa dancing there every Wednesday. The drink. Oh, nice. And um, they had a really great Halloween costume. This is like I don't know three four years ago now, and I had um I did they actually did like a Halloween dance thing like uh you know like practice and then a DJ before the Halloween party started. Okay. And I had this string, you know, just a random woman I was dancing with, but she was for some reason so terrified by my Bob Ross Deadpool. She couldn't even look at me and she she just kept like letting go of me during the dancing and I'm just like I am not even like barely I'm not I'm not even like trying to make her do anything, you know, right. like, I'm just there, you know, right. I'm not doing anything. So but, Maybe uh, it's just because she couldn't see your face, you know. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Yeah, she couldn't see my face. She didn't know what your motives were. Didn't know where your eyes were. She didn't know. What I almost thinking. won first place that night too. I lost to a really. I should have had first place. Would you? Would you lose to some really boring? You know, like I don't want to pick on introverts, but this guy was like he struck me as like the most introverted like hermit type person like came out just for this uh, mm-hmm. you know costume contest so it was me and there's nothing wrong with that when i now that i said this aloud like hey so what maybe he planned this all year <laughs> good for him he won right but i'm a little jealous because i didn't think his costume was as good and it was uh he's just a demon and he had a lot of props okay yeah, but they weren't very good i think uh i think they just chose him because i don't know i don't know why he won I'm still bitter about it. I'm still working it out. <laughs> but I, um, you know, the you like my Beetlejuice, but uh, the best Beetlejuice I ever saw was I used to go for two or three years in a row. I went to a bar slash club called Blackfin in Naperville, Illinois. It's closed now, and that place is pretty rowdy. It was cool, though. It was three levels, okay. and each level was like it's own bar like its own party oh that's fun and for halloween it was really fun because they i mean there was hundreds of people there right and yeah there was, i mean it was rowdy there was fighting there was shouting there was running around there was just babes everywhere it was great right so one year i got there kind of early for their halloween contest um and as a side note the guy who won that contest was a piece of shit but anyway the best beetle just ever saw was at this con at this at this bar and I mean, this guy had the voice and the mannerisms down, everything. And I was there when he walked in, so I got to see him sober. But I was there when he walked out, or or rather, was carried out, because <laughs> he drank too much apparently. And every now and then, I'd see this guy in the bar, right, even after it got crowded. And he was. I saw him macking on ladies, but you know, I there was a couple as Beetlejuice, as, even. I mean, wow. you're Beetlejuice, man, yeah, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, he's got the charisma, but he ain't got the looks. He's a pretty gross-looking dead dude. It doesn't matter. It's all about your charisma, twenty, bro. Okay. I I really do believe that it is. It comes down to confidence. If you pretend hard enough, they'll. Believe believe you <laughs> i mean and then and then that's I'll all pretend. it takes <laughs> well 
Uh, yeah, lying does work. I'm a, I'm a. Well, I don't mean lying per se. Well, what does I mean, pretend you, mean then? Pretend that you're not scared out of your mind to talk to someone. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, oh, so the, you oh. know, like pre- pretend you're you're confident. You know, ah, not necessarily okay. pretend as in, as in like lying. So only about lying to yourself. Correct. Not lying to others. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. No. So, but there was a there were two there was a double date like two couples that were together. They came in and they were dressed like Star Trek uh, characters, right? Mm. And and the, the women, the the two ladies were, I mean, they were beautiful. And I know Beetlejuice had hit on them or was around the Mac and on them several times during the night. Anyway, as he's getting carried out by two bouncers, there's like a little alleyway between the bar and me. And as he's getting carried out, he looks over at me and he just in total like character, he's like, well, see you later. And I just <laughs> I fucking died, man. You had to be there. But that was, I mean, that was the best Beetlejuice I'd ever seen. The guy had, his costume was spot on movie quality and character and everything. But that's what I like about Halloween is that when you, I don't know about anybody else, but for me, when I get into costume, it's almost like I'm immediately take on a character. Like I get to role play out in public. It's just fun. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't get that. <laughs> oh yeah. I just, I just want to look cool. Or or look the way I want to have the character look, you know. There's no, yeah. I don't really take on the persona. Of, I I uh, I do. I can't help it. I just no. That's fine. That's yeah. I think a lot of. I think you're right. I think most people do that. Most you people, think most people are. I thought most people are like you. They just want to look. Cool I don't think so. These people that put effort into their costume. Oh yeah. If they if they don't just go to Spirit and buy, you know. Oh, I'm a hot dog, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if they like put effort, make their own costume, put the effort into like the spirit gum or spirit juice, whatever it is for the for the flesh and stuff. Oh, like that. I I used to spend hundreds of dollars on on a costume I wore once and never returned anything. So it was just a money burn for me. Yeah. Many many years I did that, especially through my twenties, because I loved Halloween. I looked forward to it all year round. You know. And I still do. To, I mean, to for the most part, in, in like I said, in my heart, I I get excited around Halloween. Like I'm excited now. You know, I'm trying to figure out what I can do because I have no plans yet. And that yeah, that know, used to be right? rare to have for me to have no plans, especially a week out from Halloween. You know what's nice about Halloween like parties and stuff like that is if you do want to be lazy about your costume, it's really easy just to throw on some face paint, do like a dead person a zombie you can do that and you look fine and and no one's and you still can be part of the group of like the costume goer well, especially with makeup because makeup to me shows an effort really you think that like even just like if you just put on like some face makeup yeah because that that takes time i've put a lot of halloween makeup on my face over the years so i know how long it can take to yeah, maybe not be maybe not everybody does it as intricate a job. Let's say mm-hmm. you know some do, of course. But either way, putting that shit on your face, it, it that's an effort. I, I give I give kudos. I give credit, respect to that. Oh, for, thanks, because that's like the easy thing for me to do. <laughs> like just slapdash. Yeah, that I just kind of like well, like when I did my werewolf. That was like. I liked your werewolf. I was going to mention it, actually. Oh, I thought your thanks. werewolf was really good. Yeah, it turned out all right. The face paint, I didn't like as much, though, you know, because I tried to do, like, the, the tones, and I just couldn't get it. I couldn't get the variations, it felt like, and, like, the the widow's peak for the hair and fake, like, looking, like, makeup to hair on and stuff like that. So, like, I don't know. It turned out okay, 
Yeah, but you're a generally scary person, so, so adding it, werewolf on top. So I, oh, okay, I see. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you just got to put a plaid on. No and, one was and, looking at the widow's peak. <laughs> but that's what I was trying to make. That yeah. was the problem. It's like, <laughs> and it was all wonky. It wasn't even like a straight, like like pointed. It was like shifted. It was like, oh, nothing. nothing well, about I used the face to have more right. than one costume. So the mo- I think the most costumes I've done for one Halloween is three. And each one had like its wow. own purpose. In the same day? Uh, no, I oh, did. Okay. I did two. Co- oh no, maybe I did do it one one time. I did three costumes in one day. I did, and the reason was because the comp I had like the complicated costume, which was like the main costume, mm. was for uh, I think it was like a work party or just like a big group of people. So I wanted yeah. that one to look the best because it was a contest and stuff like that. Right. And then the other costumes were. One I intended to wear because it had no makeup involved. Okay. And I was going to a party. So it's really difficult to eat, drink, or do other things at <laughs> a house party when you're covered in fucking makeup, right? See, um, that's why I don't like to wear masks. Well, Cause, yeah. Because masks make it impossible to eat. Like, you got to flip up your mask and then, well, the mask was who you were. <laughs> like, Well, you know, so- I don't like masks either because for me... um. They hide you. Yeah. I mean, they're fun, but you, for me, with a mask, you lose the character that you're pretending to be. I can't make that make more sense. The, the exception is prosthetics. Right. Because I've done that, too. And those take the most. Like when you talked about the spirit gum and the latex, yeah. I've done all that. I've done the whole latex run. It takes yeah. hours I've to never put done that, that on. Yeah, yeah, that, that looks like too much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was cool. I did. Um, I wanted to be a skeleton. No, I started out as I wanted to be a Terminator. Okay. Uh, but... Back then, especially, I was too fat. My head's too big, so it looked really bad. And uh, I turned, I instead painted it white and said, oh, I'll go for a Skeletor. Well, then I didn't have the right Skeletor dress or props. Right. So I just said, fuck it. I'll just be death. So that's what I did. I just, I did, I changed into like a skull-like mask. And with the prosthetics, it's cool because you can talk and, and everything moves. You're and right. It looks more. Wow. So you did a prosthetic skull? Yeah. Like the the, the front. The face. Yeah, still. And everything else That's is a hidden. lot. It was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot of work and expensive, too. Oh, I bet. So were they like, uh, the bones, were they like uh, solid pieces that you just kind of... Nope. They're very... Because you got to remember that um, if the, the thicker the material you put on your face, the more heat, the more sweating you're mm. going to do. And as we already said, I sweat very easily. Um, so the latex prosthetics are actually super thin. I mean, they're paper thin. You can you can ruin them. You can punch your finger through it really easily. Okay. So you got to be careful when. Yeah, you Yeah, I it. wondered how they um how they blended that onto your skin. Like, I didn't so realize it was do, that, it was that thin. It's really tricky, actually. Um, what you have to do is you have to sort of cut it and play with it, and then even wear it out, and then even it out with liquid latex so that it matches your skin. So that it looks more natural. And then you can do interesting things with makeup to try and hide the creases right. and stuff like that. You know. It's good. But it's, it, good. it's actually a lot of fun. I mean, and this I did this in the days before YouTube, TikTok, yeah, right. and all that. So I no internet fame or how to, you know. Yeah, you lose like fifty dollars just on the experiment of trying to get it right. And then Oh, I fifty. Fifty was the brushes. You know, oh, the geez. prosthetics alone, even back then, were like $180. Wow. I think you know? it's got to be cheaper now with like no. places like uh, Spirit. No, it's 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 just, really? it's it's actually in general more expensive. Yeah. That's awful. Some latex though, uh, some prosthetics are cheaper because they mass produce them and you can buy right. them hanging in like a little plastic 
casing on a you know like a yeah so, yeah like yeah some, but those um just like the cheaper masks there's there's a reason why they're cheap you know they're difficult to work with they're very thick they're thicker usually okay so they don't match the skin as nice things yeah. like that um or they don't have the more expensive prosthetics have uh, this is turning like a halloween prosthetic review the more expensive prosthetics have um they have like an extra flap of material that's intentionally like worn out or made thinner. Like if you were to look at it from a side, it would look like a ramp. Oh, it, it tapers. It tapers. Thank you. Okay. That's, that's a word I'm looking for. So it tapers, and that's really important. And it would taper in unevenly, un, in uneven organic okay. shapes, yeah. right? So it would look like skin normally mm, when you put it on yeah, before yeah. make before make or before liquid latex and makeup and all that. Right. So that stuff was great to work with because that looks so natural when you did it properly. Right. Yeah. That's cool. What kind of movies scare you the most? Like what like leaves you like shook after you watched it? Well, when I was a kid, for a long time the two scariest movies for me were The Exorcist and Child's Play. Okay. Um and the reason I when well, I was little, is pretty scary. The, well, especially <laughs> if you're raised Christian like I was. Yeah, I mean, if you're Christian, especially if you're Catholic, but we were, you know, we were Orthodox or we are whatever. Um, you still relate to it in a lot of ways, and and I'd never, I mean, and I was young too. I was, you know, what, seven years old when I saw that movie, so it was, you know, maybe I probably shouldn't have watched it, but at the same time, it was. I'm glad I did because it got me into horror movies and it helped me understand. A lot of things right away, like art. I mean, you yeah. matured me. Yeah. Just from <laughs> really, yeah. I came into that movie a boy, and I left a man. <laughs> I mean, that's how you feel when you watch something that drastic sometimes. Well, but, it, it's very vulgar, too, a yeah. movie. It, it, it's very... Well, it's such an offensive film. I mean, yeah. it still is to this day. I still get kind of a... There's still certain scenes that are kind of cringy or well, gut-wrenching. Gross like, yeah. scenes they're gross scenes in there. Yeah, there yeah. Was, like when she's vomiting and stuff like that, and just like... Oh, well, the the most offensive scene um, to the public at the time, the one that caused the outrage of the film, was the the fuck Jesus scene. Oh, with the with the crucifix when she's impaling herself. Yeah, when she's yeah she's impaling herself with the crucifix and and screaming, you know, fuck me, Jesus, <laughs> let Christ fuck you. Yeah, yeah. So that <laughs> that that wasn't the most offensive part of that movie to me, though. I think the see for me, like what 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 ca- what gets me is the stuff that you don't anticipate coming, mm-hmm. right? Like the weird, you know, like when she urinates herself and something's wrong and nobody knows what's wrong. Again, that mystery, that unknown, yeah. right? Why is this happening? That's and it, that poor kid, you know, and the the embarrassment that she must have felt that went along with it. Like that's all like gets into my gut. Like, ugh, you know, yeah, like, that is Ill. a really good setup to yeah. like make you empathize with the character and, and with, with the family. Right. Yeah. You can. I mean, simple. That is such clever writing and directing to me because it. It's such a simple, small scene, but it really just, con- like you said, it just it brings in everything. It like mm-hmm. whirlpools everything into a, into a cohesive way to like consider all the characters, their emotions, motivations, the unknown, like all of that gets mixed into that simple scene. So that's the kind of stuff I that I pay attention to. Um, in Child's Play, I mean, I. I remember we had dolls, and I hate. I always hated dolls, and I would beat them up and rip them up and destroy them or burn them. <laughs> My brother would help me sometimes, because um, I can't. I hated them. I couldn't stand them. You know. So you couldn't like sleep in a room full full of dolls, just like lining the walls. You know what was weird was um, we had dolls 
stored in our closet and my brother shared a room and i used to argue with my mother and she'd just be like grow up you know <laughs> my mom was tough she didn't she wouldn't take no sissies so i'm like all right i'll grow up i'm like, i'll show. i remember thinking i'm like seven years old and i'm like thinking to myself oh, i'll show my mother I'll, I'll beat the crap out of that thing if it comes <laughs> anywhere near me you know so what i did was i actually left the the closet door open Rather than closed. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I left it closed with the dolls inside it mm. because we had a loud closet door. So I figured, I reasoned, well, I'll hear them opening it if they Ooh. try to come out in the middle of the night. <laughs> the seven-year-old Marco brain. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I that was... Seven, seven was a really remarkable year for me because that was... And I know it upsets some people, but that was the year that I became an atheist. Because okay. that was that was when a lot of fantasies, Santa Claus, movies, stories, my you know, my adults told me they they all unraveled. I I started to see the the man behind the curtain for yeah. a lot of things, and I and I didn't like it because I felt like I was being lied to. Yeah, and the only reason I was being lied to was because I was a kid. That the world is just too complicated and scary, so don't give him too much at once. Now, as an adult, I agree, but. As a kid, my mind was developing and, and opening up, and those things offended me. Right. right. So it was rebellious. My nature was very rebellious, even that young, you know. <laughs> yeah. So movies. But you, you did okay. But did you? Were you allowed to watch horror movies in your house as a kid? Uh, we just didn't. It wasn't like you can't watch this. We just didn't have it. We just wasn't around. But like. Uh, movies that scare me, like even now, like that will like put me on edge. But there's like things that could actually happen, like like I know it's like cliche to say humans oh, are the like, real monster, true to life kind of thing. But like not necessarily, yeah, like like thing people lurking in the shadows that are like that are there to just out to get you, like that kind of stuff gets me. And then having because you have no control over that, right? Like you can't like. I mean, yeah, you can fend them off, but you can't control like. Oh, you mean the ambush? You yeah, that's the what ambush. you don't like. Yeah. Is a, being vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I also don't like ghosts. Like ghost stories, like really creep me out too. I think it's because like you could fight a werewolf. Yeah, you might probably die, but a ghost. You know, you're not gonna. You're not. It's it's incorporeal. You can't touch it. <laughs> you know, go. It's interesting you bring up ghosts because I yeah, and I. So the other things is a reason like because I think I love horror right. And I watch I watch horror year round. I love horror movies. Yeah, but ghosts are the are one of those weird characters to me where the the association with motivation gets lost for me. There's very few ghost movies that really appeal to me because it for me I always reason it's like all right if you're a ghost. Why do you give a shit? You know, like why are why is this ghost doing any of these horrible things? And if they are, you know, why can't why can't we fight him back? Why doesn't the metaphysical if he's in the metaphysical plane? You know, like I get scientific about it, yeah. right? If he, if the ghost is in the metaphysical plane, why can't we interact with it? I mean, it's in the physical plane, right? Right. So little things like that upset me, but there are some really good ghost stories out there. You know, but for me, the the cool, the creepy ghost stories or the or the coolest ghost stories are the ones that are sort of investigative. They're more about finding out about the ghost story rather than the ghost just being another form of a monster. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like a, like it's just a wraith or or whatever. Um, yeah, I think like part of it, the the ghost thing is that it's like they're. 
they're mentally unstable too, right? Like they're not really who they were necessarily. So it's like the ultimate form of mental, to say like dementia or something. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of cool. And and I also think that like, like that's why it also creeps me out with like, um, with, if you bring that into like the people stories, right? So it's like, Throughout the story, it's made out to be like, oh, there's this big monster that's been killing everyone. Right, things yeah. like that. But then you find out at the end, it's some crazy person. That you you know, you know, can't understand the mind of a crazy person because they're crazy, you know? So it's like you can't even get... You can't you can't persuade this this being. That's you can't one of the do worst anything. tropes, it's I think. Like, it's crazy. You, you think that's a, a bad trope? Yeah, I can't Dude. stand the crazy villain because oh. it's just... How is that the punchline? Like, really? It's just they're just crazy. But that's what, that's what it gets me is that it's like... Like, I could be that. I could become crazy. You know, it's like. <laughs> oh, and now that I agree with. If, if, if the, if the, if it's an infliction. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you get to see that person become the horror, then that, lo- lose yeah, their mind. That, yeah. that I like. I'm, what I'm talking, okay, yeah, that I, I, I agree with you on. But when, like, some movies were. Well, when you, it's basic, just, crazy, like, surprise, yeah. you're, they're just crazy. Like, it's just blanket excuses. Like, oh, man, come on. Yeah, no, that, but I mean, I think you could do that with a. Uh, a lot of and that's why it's a trope, right? Is because it's just it's a throwaway, you know. Well, you know, someone asked and I think me, that that's what makes it cheap is that they like you had this. Well, that's what I mean. Super yeah. intelligent. You had the chance, and you had this amazing world and the characters that you could have made profound, and you right. took the the easy way out. It's like the last five feet of the trapeze, right? Yeah, you it's trip like, at the finish line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I agree. I uh, you know it's interesting too about horror movies. Is that someone asked me recently, um, like, what was the last movie you turned off because you didn't, for whatever reason, you didn't like it, right? Mm. So we got into a conversation about all these different movies that we turned off because we didn't like them. And then I realized that I've never done that with a horror movie, no matter how bad really? the movie was. And I mean, there's a bad horror movie. Oh, movies. yeah, that's what makes them great. But... No, I mean, once I fucking hate it, like, I'll never, I'm so upset I watch them, but I still watch them. Are you saying you don't like Thanksgiving? I sat through all of Thanksgiving, and that's what surprised me, though, is I, the thought came across my, the, the realization came across my mind that I've never turned off any horror movie. I've always finished it, but in every other genre, there's yeah. an example of me turning off a movie. I don't know why that is. I guess I really do love. That's so funny because with movie. me, I I can't turn off a movie. Like if I started a movie, At all? yeah, I have to finish it. I mean, I can stop and like pick it up again later, but I have to finish that movie. Mm-hmm. Like because it's, it's like, like something, it's something that's commitment. like unfinished. It's like oh, I can't leave this job. It's like a job, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna leave. suffer, damn it, until this is over. I have to do it for for the world. For, well, it's the principle, you know. You start something, you finish it. Well, I agree, and, but but that's not it's not that's the not smartest always, way no, to do not always to consume media or when anything. You got, yeah, yeah, it's sunken uh, sunken ship fallacy, you know. Right, where you spend so much time doing one thing, you, you you feel like you have to keep doing it because you've already sunk so much time into it. When maybe it's just time to let go and it's just a waste of time yeah Yeah. no that yeah that that's an important lesson to learn right yeah and still one i haven't learned yet well i'm always relearning it so there you go yeah i I never give up and that's like to a fault (laughs) Uh, yes i understand that all too well but so okay so are you into horror movies now do you like yeah yeah no i love horror movies um i love zombie zombie b movies are probably my favorite 
I think Japanese supercars are also very good, like uh, Robo Geisha. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Japanese horrors. They're, they're, I like how they have their, their own style to just about everything. Yeah, know? their ghosts are freaking insane. They're like like the grudge and stuff like that. And then you got... Uh, See, I never... I, I find their ghost stories to be the weakest. Really? Because I just, I just really like their... Their aesthetics are really cool, is mm. what I should say. That's what brings me in. Because uh, I like that white and black and that like that the contrast that they have. Yeah. And I, and and they they have they usually have like black eyes and they're just like wearing white and they got their black hair and it's just everything about it is just like it's just stark contrast to like the the real world. And that's what I enjoy. As a kid, did you ever like do those like Bloody Mary or like like you know like there's oh, that the, movie now uh, Candyman type thing. yeah yeah where yeah. where you do like something to like I guess you could call it summoning but like you know do something to invoke the spirits in some way like that oh yeah I um we did all of, I mean we did the uh, the Bloody Mary one which is the one with the mirror yeah I think. we say it like three times in the mirror in yes. the dark alone we did um we played with all that I mean like you know as kids like I said. Once I realized that a lot of the shit that our parents were telling us was just made up or, you know, right. little stories, um, we wanted to test everything. Because, you know, especially like the forces of darkness. Oh, yeah, bring it on. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what are you going to do? You I know? got the power of anime and God on my side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, what can you do to me in in real life? You know? Um, and we had, you know, I, in my life, I've had... I've had weird experiences that I think to some other people they would they would mark it as like a, a ghost or, or a supernatural experience. But I, I guess I can say thankfully I was already heavy into reading about neuroscience and the in the mind and and all the things we knew even up till then about the human brain and how just how powerful our minds are. And I know I've said this before, but that um it ruined the mysticism, but not the mystery, if that makes sense. So it took mm. the magic out of all these things we we you know we couldn't explain or experiences I had that I still can't really explain. But it um, it made the mystery of why or how it happened more interesting, or really how it became that the how became more interesting than the why, right? Because I I mean I've heard some of the most bonkers ghost stories that my you know family members or friends say were true or whatever right. or strangers on the internet. You know, like one, um, <laughs> I hope she isn't listening. She might get mad at me for saying this. I won't name her. But she thought that a spirit, I think a family member spirit was visiting her because the vacuum cleaner kept turning on by itself. Okay. Um, now, if the vacuum cleaner wasn't plugged in to a power source, that would be a really interesting thing to investigate. But... Uh, you know the the the, uh, the power switch short and browning out or whatever for a vacuum cleaner or any electrical device to turn on and off. Yeah, that's common. That happens all the time. I've had it happen to me too. And I always thought I mean, when I have conversations, you tell me if you've you've had these kind of conversations. But I've had conversations with people about ghosts and 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 things like and weird occurrences. And for some reason, they're always quick to just label it as a ghost right like why why you you i feel like you take on so much explanation 
or you know a need for explanation when you just say well a ghost did this it's like well whoa, whoa wait a minute you're you're saying a whole other universe of existence occurs and exists <laughs> simply to to troll you in the middle of the day <laughs> you know what i mean like it's like whoa you're saying a lot right now you need to like maybe think about what you're saying this ghost is somewhat my electronic bill has gone up way since yeah like that would be a really shitty ghost right? and maybe if the ghosts were real that's the kind of shit i would do is like haunt people i didn't like in life use all the hot water yeah like politicians <laughs> like just like ruin their stock you know what i mean yeah. like trade while they were sleeping you know like sell all their stocks <laughs> like that like why would i want to rattle chains or make chandeliers drop like that's See, but that's like already the kind of chaos that i like to ensue is just like little little bits like you know like use all the hot water i'm just going to turn this vacuum cleaner on move some furniture you know little things you know just to like but isn't it interesting zach that those are the things most those are the kinds of pranks that all of us would pull if we had what anonymity yeah but that's we couldn't the be blamed that's the so that's what uh, the internet is full of ghosts i guess you could say oh whoa and Imagine all the dead people that are on the internet now. Like literally, like they are dead, but their their fingerprint is still like on Facebook or whatever right. and things like that. That well, I wonder. I wonder. That. I wonder when when the dead will outnumber the living on Facebook. Oh, you mean since the moment Facebook started? But they don't delete those profiles. Oh, I see what you mean. So the amount the amount of profiles of dead people outnumber the amount of living profiles. Yeah. When will that happen? I Has it happened? When did it? No, happen? it hasn't happened. Definitely, I would say definitely has not happened yet. But you know, but it's gonna. Yeah, but your comment about like the data of people who have oh, passed that I, too. Yeah, I, mean, like, I thought that's like, exactly first like, what you're getting at because I was thinking yeah. like ghosts in the shell, right? Like, at what point in the future will technology allow us to like kind of resurrect a dead person because we have so much data on their there's personality, a black, there's a like like a celebrity, like like, yeah. a, like a celebrity coming back to life. Yeah, there's a Black Mirror episode about that where oh, cool. her, her boyfriend dies, and they she gets like a a real doll of him, and then uh, they upload his consciousness from an amalgamation of all his internet posts and forums and and you know history of yeah, like the, the way like the concept because wasn't that technically the concept of Jarrell? In the Superman comics, like the the Fortress of Solitude is a technology from Krypton, right? And the AI version of Superman's dad, Jarrell, yeah. is is so lifelike and real, but it's not him. It's just right. a collection of his thoughts and everything else. But at what point? I don't know. We, let's not get into that. We're gonna <laughs> we, we're drifting again into existentialism, and uh, <laughs> although that plays a big part in Halloween, and we're I talking would say about ghosts, so, so absolutely. Um, okay, so... But do you believe in that kind of stuff? I mean, do you... Okay. so Like, what it, parts of it, Halloween are true to you, I guess, Okay, when it I'm comes asking. to ghost spirits and, like, seances and summoning and doing uh, uh, Ouija boards yeah. and uh, tarot cards, it's like, I don't know. You don't and, know. And, I, and I'm not going to mess with it. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. It's like, I'm not going to touch a Ouija board. I'm not going to have my tarot read. Like, I'm... Because if it is real, I don't want to mess with that shit, like... Like, that's not worth it. <laughs> like, the risk involved. Oh, so you say, okay, so it's kind of like Pascal's wager, but in your own, the, you're hedging. Why why, why take the bet, in yeah. other words? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like, yeah, I don't need a spirit following me bungee cording around. You know, that's <laughs> that's cool. You know, I got enough problems with the living. <laughs> I don't need to deal with the dead on top yeah, of Yeah, the it. living are way scarier than the dead anyway. Yeah. One thing I did do as a kid, though. Was I was I have never been much of a prankster, right? I don't right. I don't prank often, but I when I do, 
they're believed because I don't do it so often. Yeah, so you, right? have, you have the best. Like angle this is like him. once in a, like a few years I'll do a prank. So I did. I pranked my cousin, and this is on my my dad's side, and it would have been the oldest of my dad's brother's sons, right? Mm-hmm. So my oldest cousin on my. Anyways, um, we're in his town, which is smaller than my town, and his town is a village. It's not even a town. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay. So we're at the local cemetery on our bikes, and there's this girl with us, and we're all like, we're all just riding around the neighborhood. We get to the cemetery, and they're like, "Hey, the cemetery is haunted." Like, it's not haunted. He's like, "Yeah, it is." Go in there and say this thing. Like, I'm not gonna do that. He's like, "Do it. You won't." I'm like, "All right." So I go do it. I say the thing, and then I just scream bloody murder. I'm like, "Ah!" help and all this other stuff right and then i've just to freak my cousin out because i knew that he was like he kind of believed in that stuff right like um and this is this is what have been like when we're like eight ten around that age um so i hear him he's like i gotta go in there and save my cousin he's my cousin i love it i gotta save him and he's like screaming this to this girl that we're with <laughs> and i come around the back like because it's like a you know it's got like a loop the cemetery like roads does so it comes back around and i come up behind him and like hey <laughs> well at least you know he loved you <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny he was he was dying he was like freaking out i'm like that's what you get like why you don't dare me to do shit <laughs> yeah well, no, I, yeah. <laughs> well, I used to do, we used to prank each other all the time. We used to, I remember um, when we were kids, like around that age, um, abandoned houses, like most of my friends were really afraid of that kind of stuff. Because oh, they dude. thought that was like a, a nightclub for ghosts or something, you know, like that's. Uh, See, they just look dangerous to me. It's like. What well, if they that, are dangerous. I mean, what if that floor know, gives out? <laughs> yeah, you don't know what's living in there, or you don't know what's loose, or what you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. an abandoned house is dangerous, but yeah, we did a lot of that stuff. We did the we did the the midnight you know cemetery walks and shit like that. Mm. And um, no, I don't know that for me, I I'm not scared by horror. It's strange. I. It, reality scares me that I'm terrified with, but when it comes to like fantasy horror, I'm never scared. You know, like I w- I'm very boring at a haunted house. That's why I used to like volunteer at them. Instead. Oh my gosh. I can't, I can't stand haunted. I, Cause I just don't get scared. I just laugh or smile the whole time. I, I, no I get on edge cause they're all jump scares. Right. Yeah. So, and for me it's, it's, you know, there's that flight and fl- fight or flight. Yeah. Response. You just want to throw a fist. Always you know? fight. I, I've once had a fight and a flight response at the same time <laughs> when a dog was just appeared out of nowhere when I opened my door. So I slammed the door and raised my, my foot to stomp on it at the right. same t- time. But I always fight. So like if I get to a haunted house, I'm like just controlling myself not to throw punches. It's yeah. Like, it's it's difficult, so I just don't go anymore. <laughs> no, I don't either. I mean, I used to volunteer at them, but I, that I loved. I love I love scaring people. Well, I wouldn't As, mind maybe more than one. I like pranking them because, like, I love the aesthetic. Like, they look cool. They're awesome to like to see. But they're fun. I mean, and things it's, jumping it's out, a young to crowd scare too. Me. So you can, like yeah. You should volunteer at one though. You should do like a a Frankenstein or something. Do Slender Man. You could do Slender Man. I, yeah. I did a Slender Man in, in college before it was cool. Before it be, was cool. Yeah, before I had to make my own Slender Man costume. Well, that's how that's how old it was when that's, I got that's it. so old. Or how young it, it was. Yeah. 
Well, now I feel like everybody this year is. I feel like I'm going to see a million Squid Game costumes going out if I go oh, out this yeah. year. You're just going to get a bunch of PlayStation uh, icons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I thought when I was watching. Oh that. my gosh, that's what you see. Is like, oh, PlayStation, nice. You know, square. Yeah, I thought really it was cool. a weird PlayStation. Literally, thought it was a weird PlayStation ad when I saw a picture of it. Oh, really? And I'm like okay. Squid Game. Oh, it sounds like some new artsy whatever. You know. Game for the I would PS. not want to play Squid Game. It sounds, <laughs> especially after uh, what was that? The the Switch game with the with it was like Squid 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 Platoon or Platoon Squid Squid. Platoon. I don't know. I never. It was literally Switch. just like you paint the arena with like ink, and you run around and you color, cover up other people's paint and you with your paint and whoever leaves the arena it's, with the it most. Sounds like aggressive graffiti. What? Well, it's, it's a video game. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it like is an idea. Aggressive graffiti. <laughs> Competitive graffiti, yeah. <laughs> well, no, yeah. There's And you know what? Their costumes, I looked up their costumes. They're cheap. Like, you can get a Squid Game costume pretty damn cheap. Like oh, I bet. It's everything. a jumpsuit and a mask. Yeah, but, know. I mean, generally speaking, like I expected it to be more expensive. But So you're yeah. going to see a lot of that. I wonder what else we're going to see this year. You know, though, I wonder, I hope you go out with no mask. That's the yeah, that was that was the, that's what I should do. I'll just say I'm in costume, man. What are you? <laughs> maskless. <laughs> oh, I like the way that sounds though. The maskless. That sounds like a like a super villain organization. Maskless. You know? The ma- the maskless. Why are they gotta be villains, dude? Because the untitled are villains. Oh, so. The, the the maskless the maskless just sounds nefarious though doesn't it it does sound pretty for nefarious yeah the maskless <laughs> sounds rebellious too which it is I think uh, yes. but we won't go there right now <laughs> well I hope you have a happy Halloween Zach I yeah. think it's gonna be a fun I think it's gonna be a better one this year I think more kids will be out I hope and it seems like more people are decorating and that makes me happy. Yeah, I like the decorations. I've seen some very creative ones, which is my favorite. Um, I saw like this a skeleton driving a lawnmower with another skeleton underneath the lawnmower being like chewed up. That was pretty good. That's one of my favorite ones. That I've is seen really so cool. Far. You know, the longest I think the most one of the most dedicated, other than like volunteering at haunted houses, I think that one of the most dedicated moments for me was when I dressed up that actually that death costume we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. I stood still for seven and a half hours straight in front of my uncle's house because he had these, this huge elaborate oh, yard okay. of like decorations, and I pretended to be fake, and I stood right behind the candy bowl, and I would just scare people coming up to the door. I hate, ah, oh, I hate that. It's that jump scares. I had that happen to me when I was a little kid when we were trick or treating. I made an old, I made a middle aged woman piss herself. That's how how good I got her. Yeah, that's terrifying. I'm happy. I'm proud of that. <laughs> you destroy a person's world, their entire like construct of how they perceive things. Yeah, but it's so sobering. Like, like to, I don't know. I think it's a good thing. <laughs> I'm not saying it's an evil. It's, I don't know if it's good. It feels good to be bad. If you like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, that also helps. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're still listening then please consider supporting the show. We're working hard on our passion to create quality content, and we want to bring you much more. Indeed, we've got big plans for what we want to add to Audio Pong, and we'd also love to hear from you, the audience, on topics or content Zach and I can create for you. Visit AudioPong on RedCircle.com for more information on where to support the show and where to listen. Also, feel free to contact us directly through email with AudioPong at gmail.com. Be happy. Be healthy. 
and, and have, have a metal life. life.